0: How's it going everyone? Dr. Chris Vantil here with another episode of the Odyssey Performance Podcast. Today I'm here with my friend Evan Gazda of GoCo Strength and Conditioning. Uh, he runs out of relive over in Wheat Ridge. So how you doing, Evan?
1: Good, how are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah, of course,
0: man. So you're out of relive in Wheat Ridge but you are your own strength and conditioning company. Correct. Okay, so tell us how all that got started. Let's start with your background in strength and conditioning and training.
1: So really, I mean, I feel like it kind of is most people's backstory. I was an athlete growing up, played football, baseball. I was really good at both of them, had to make a decision which way to go for college. Uh, Dealt with a lot of injuries. Decided to go baseball just because I kind of figured I could make a career out of that longer than getting beat up on the football field. Yeah. First year, ended up blowing out my shoulder. Um, Went from throwing about 92 to 80, and they don't really want you on the team anymore when you can't do what they hired you to do. Yeah, when it's not a change-up. Exactly, exactly. So I came back to Colorado and uh, started going to Metro State. Still didn't know what I wanted to do. I was just kind of taking some gen ed classes. Um, ended up meeting the head of the fitness department there and talked to him a little bit about what the program is. And yeah. it was kind of right up my alley. I love working out. I love being around people that like to work out, being healthy. Yeah. So got into that degree, um, graduated from there. And after that, got my certification and didn't really know what to do after that. I was driving home one day and I just had an interview at Colorado Athletic Athletic Club. They offered me the job, but it was super far away and didn't want to make that trip. Yeah, So on my way home, I drove past Prestige Fitness and they had a sign up saying hiring, so I went in there. And that's kind of actually where I got my start. Uh, Big box gym, I think that's kind of where most people start uh easy to get clients there uh, a lot of exposure so trained there for probably about four years I think it was yeah did really good was always top trainer top sales everything but was always giving my money to somebody else yeah and it was it was hard to be there at 5 a.m and leave at 8 p.m and just working my butt off for somebody else's business I loved what I did but it was exhausting yeah Um, And then, one of my best friends, Joel Vandenberg, came in and was actually the personal training manager there. Mm -hmm. He ended up quitting, uh, I'd say probably two years after he got the job there and opening up his own gym. Which gave me the opportunity to start my own thing. And I didn't know what I was doing, never (laughs) thought about owning a business really. I don't know the first thing about business. Um, went over to his spot, which was quite literally right across the street from Prestige, so that made it easy. And I had a really good connection with all my clients, so a lot of them followed me over there. Okay. Which I think is the hardest part for people starting their own personal training business, is just developing that client base. Right. Which I kind of had off the jump. Um, a lot of them I still train today, yep. so that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how I got started with owning my own business. As far as the strength and conditioning side, I've always thought that literally whoever you are, you're an athlete. Doesn't really matter what your sport is, whether it's, hey, I'm playing in the NFL, or my sport is chasing my three-year-old yeah. around the front yard. Like, they're pretty shifty, you gotta be able yeah, to was move. Yeah, I I
0: don't know which one's harder.
1: Exactly. So, that's kind of the aspect that I try and bring to all my clients is, yeah. No matter what you're doing, you have to be an athlete. Life is a sport. If you're not ready for it, you're gonna be hurt all the time. You're gonna be feeling like crap. No. So I try and instill that in my clients that, hey, I know that you're a CPA or whatever, you sit at your desk, but you still should be able to do all these same movements that your top athletes in the world are doing. They're just right. doing it at a different degree. Yeah. So that's how I kind of got into the strength and conditioning side is just my love of sports and believing that everybody needs to be an athlete. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really, really helped people kind of get excited about fitness is they come in thinking, oh, I'm just gonna go work out with a trainer. It's, yeah. no, you're an athlete today. Like yeah. for this hour that you're with me, like we're gonna do some cool stuff. Okay. We're gonna awesome. try and push the limits and cause that's where you change. Yeah. So,
0: so it sounds like you, Big believer in like not like your your personality of human, but like the personality of training is a huge piece for you. And like you said, you have the clients that were some of your first clients at Prestige. They followed you for a reason because you bring a personality to training that kind of inherently makes everybody (coughs) feel more empowered with what they can do with their body as an athlete. Because when you make someone feel like an athlete and like that NFL player they see themselves training with the same intensity but for whatever reason they're doing it, like their own reasons, right. um,
1: that's huge for me, right? I believe so. It's, I, like I said, most of my clients I've been with for six, seven, eight, nine years. yeah. And they're, a lot of them are family now. Yeah. I've been training one lady, 73 years old, she's, I see her more than I see my wife. I see her five days a week. She, she's my surrogate grandma yeah it's awesome. and I would do anything for her and we just we built that relationship yeah and she's got two total knee replacements I know t- uh, she travels a lot so she'll go and get like some personal training at gyms when they're out of yeah. the country or whatever makes sense and just she doesn't trust new people I guess and yeah. we've developed that relationship I know what her issues are I know what she can do what she can't do right I know that when she goes, I don't know if I can do that, like, I know she can do it. So it helps me kind of push her out of her comfort zone. Yeah. And I think that's the same for a lot of people is they, they're hesitant about what they can do. Yeah. And when you show them like, well, no, you can do this. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to do it today, but you'll be able to do it in a month. Right. Like the one thing I always tell people is I will never ask you to do anything that I don't think you can do or know you can do. Right. And sometimes I'm wrong. It's very rare that I am, because I try and take a cautious approach to it without being very cautious. It's, I mean, you gotta get outside your comfort zone to see some change, but I'm not out here to get anybody hurt. If they're hurt, they can't train with me. If they can't train with me, we're not gonna achieve their goals. So it it doesn't really make sense for me to make them do squats on a BOSU ball with 135 (laughs) pounds on their back when they can't even do a single leg RDL.
0: um, did your training style or anything about how you train change when you went from the corporate gym to your own private
1: situation? Um, Not really. No. I think I've kind of always done the same sort of thing. Yeah. Being in the corporate field, you got to kind of play the game a little bit. They want you to do this or do that. But the nice thing of always being the top trainer and bringing in the most money is... I'd kind of tell them no. And what are they going to do? Fire me? Like, I'm making them a lot of money. Yeah. And that's one thing my wife always tells me that, I guess, separates me from a lot of trainers that I don't necessarily see myself, I guess. She's like, you, you're you. When people come to train with you, like, you don't try and put on a front. You don't try and act like, you know, this when you don't or whatever. It's, I know what I'm good at. I know what I'm not good at. I Strive to be better at the stuff I'm not good at, but I've kind of got my wheelhouse. Yeah. And it's a pretty big wheelhouse. I've done a little bit of everything. I've mm-hmm. done transformations, I've done bodybuilding contest prep for people, I work with athletes, I work with your 40 year old mom with three kids who also has a job and can yeah. only squeeze in an hour once a week. It's. Right. I feel like I've got a pretty wide range of what I can do and. It helps me kind of reach out to everybody. I don't have to stick with just one type of client, which helps me as well because stuff I learned from doing rehab workouts, I guess, with one person, I can incorporate with my athletes. It's to a different degree, but there's stuff like, well, I would never really think about doing it with you because you don't need it. but. Now that I think about it, you could benefit so much from the stuff that this person is doing. Yeah, We're now going to incorporate that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so definitely not a one-trick pony. Yeah. And, no, so we were talking a little, a little bit about this before. We hopped on the air. But uh, you also are a true believer in trying something before you really give it out to other people and like tell them that you believe in something. Like your vegetarian diet that like, I said about... <laughs> Two weeks, but it was something that... Twelve days. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, just under two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's something like, I mean, that's that's the big talk right now, is this vegetarian diet and what it does for people, and so did you have a lot of people asking you about whether they should or should not be vegetarian, or what it could do that made you want to, to try it yourself?
1: Not really. I've worked with uh, some vegetarians throughout my career, Yeah, and... I can help them, I guess, to a point, but until you walk in somebody's shoes, you don't really really know, I guess. Right. So I can make sure that, okay, you should be eating this. You need to get these macros. This food can get you whatever this, you're deficient in this, try and eat this. Right. They might be awful meals. Like, why would you mix this and this together? Well, it gives you you what you need. Right. (laughs) But as far as being a vegetarian, I am clueless. I've been eating meat since the day I was born, I'm pretty sure. It's just who (laughs) I am. Uh, So it it was really a challenge to myself more than anything. And I mean, the entire fitness world, I think, watched the Game Changers. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what sparked the idea is, (laughs) in the movie, they show all these athletes that are vegan or vegetarian and they talk about how good they feel how well they've been performing since giving up meat yeah and I've done nothing but eat meat throughout my life so it's hey I know I'm not going to be a vegetarian for the rest of my life I know that going into it but let's see see what it does and I need to try something before I can tell somebody listen I think you I think you should be a vegetarian it'd be great for you yeah I don't know I've never tried it because I feel
0: like a lot of people especially since that movie came out like that's said been, like, the new fad diet without, like, a oh, yeah. brand behind it. It's more of just, oh, look at these top athletes who can do this. And so now you have every trainer saying, hey, like, you need to be a vegetarian. Like, if you want to take your training to the next level, like, you need to reduce every single inflammatory thing you put in your body. Red meat is red-like inflammation, and so you sucked it. Exactly. So it's cool you actually gave it a shot yourself first, coming from like a very meat heavy diet i mean not yeah. to say your like, meals weren't balanced before but like just like you said like you define your diet as inclusive of meat and yeah. so that's hard that's a hard transition for a lot of people and so it's easy for someone who really ate meat as it was to say hey be a vegetarian right some people don't even know how like what that means like what the hell do you eat yeah. Like
1: it was that was the biggest thing is like i'm a big guy yeah I like to lift heavy, like trying to build as much muscle as I can. So I'm trying to keep my protein high. And it's like every time I would adjust my meal plan, it's like, oh, I got my protein. But now I also have another 300 grams of carbs. Yeah. It's like, damn. <laughs> like, all right, I need to go back to the drawing board. And it was just, yeah. it was such a mental challenge more than a physical challenge yeah. that I had fun with that part. I, however, did not enjoy being a vegetarian. <laughs> it just wasn't for me. Um, I told everybody, because everybody's been kind of giving me crap about, We yep. oh, only made it 12 days. Yes, I only made it 12, 12 days. 12 days more than I have. Exactly, but I didn't feel any different. My yep. energy levels didn't change. Yep. I don't feel like my strength got worse, got better. I just, I didn't notice anything yep. other than the fact that I wasn't enjoying what I was eating. And I try and stress that to my clients, that so you need to have a healthy relationship with food. Mm-hmm. If you hate what you're eating, you hate what you're doing, you're probably not going to do it. Yeah. So what's the point? Do I think people should eat their vegetables? Of course. I think they're great for you. With a side of steak? Do I think that's going to kill you? No. Yeah. Should you eat red meat 24-7? Probably not as well. Yeah. But it's finding that balance. Right. And... I guess I didn't feel like I had a balance when I was just strictly vegetarian. It yeah. just wasn't for me. Yeah. Not saying that it doesn't work for people. It just yeah. wasn't sure. for me.
0: Okay. Awesome. So let's kind of get back a little bit. So you have a big history of training as a high-level athlete through the baseball and football worlds. Um, do you find yourself training a lot of baseball, football players? Do you find yourself just being able to take the workouts that you did or the training you did then and mold it well too. like you said, the mom athlete or dad athletes, um, kind of where do you go with that? Do you rely a lot on that background or is it more just you have your roots there, but it's been
1: very different? So I think that's kind of where my roots are for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't work with a whole lot of athletes. I think most trainers get into the business and they think, Oh, I'm going to go, work with the Denver Broncos, Mm -hmm. and that's just not the case. Like, There's only so many Broncos to go around. Exactly, every (laughs) star in the world has to align, I think, to get that kind of job. Yeah. And most trainers, their meat and potatoes client is gonna be that housewife or businessman or businesswoman, whatever it is, that just wants to feel better, maybe get a little bit more active or improve in the activities they're already doing. Yeah. So I try and take, my athletic background and incorporate that into my training again it varies for the person not everybody's going to be doing the same thing but i think a lot of people can do a lot of the same things just differently yeah the athletes that i do train i do rely heavily on what what i've done what's worked for me which i know is proven yeah and i kind of i go heavy on that but for my 73 year old lady like we're doing ladder drills she needs to work on her balance. Well, it's a fun way to work on your balance and Absolutely. foot coordination, foot speed. Well, let's do some ladder drills. She loves yeah. them. Yeah. She's smiling the whole time. She's doing them. That's great. Now, when I get to my athletes, we're still doing ladder drills. We're doing a lot more complicated foot movements and stuff, but it's the same idea. Right. So that, that's kind of how I approach it. Yeah, is, sure. Like I said at the beginning, is everybody's an athlete to what degree that changes but mm-hmm. we all have to be able to move you have to bend we have to jump yeah to do whatever yeah and if you're not ready for it then you're probably gonna end up hurt yeah you're gonna end up on the couch and nobody wants to be there
0: yeah you're not gonna end up with any trainer exactly
1: especially living in Colorado I mean yeah. there's so much stuff to do here mm-hmm. that being stuck inside is just awful
0: yeah I think that's the biggest thing I mean for mine is like if, as a physical therapist is like you tell people hey I built this program for you to stay healthy and people look at you and say yeah but it's ski season like I don't have time to go to the gym because I'm working so that I can go to the mountain on the weekend Yeah. So, like, learning to incorporate okay this person like almost everyone in Colorado is a defined athlete like in other states everyone's like oh you're, you've got a body you're an athlete that, that's very true but in Colorado I think it's the next level right Yes. I mean, yeah. it's, everybody lives here because they're skiing on weekends or they're hiking or they're yep. snowshoeing and just so different than everywhere else in the country Um, so your Instagram I've seen usually has you trying some new kind of lift Um, different kinds of squats different kinds of like again other something you might see on someone else's Instagram as trying to be innovative and stuff and you're you're trying those things for the public to see for the first time Um, I've seen I think what was the other one you did the other day was holding the the bar in front of you for squats and you had no reason Like, you didn't injury making you do that or anything like that nope. you were just trying it yeah um so is that kind of what your social media platform is is you just toying with things
1: yeah um I'm huge into powerlifting. I love okay squats and deadlifts yeah I hate benching <laughs> I have two torn up shoulders I've broken both my elbows twice okay so benching is just not my forte but yeah Squats and deadlifts, I've got legs of a tree trunk, they're just they're in my wheelhouse. I'm a huge I will steal something from somebody so quick off Instagram if if it works. Yeah. And I try it first. Yeah. There's a lot of times you see somebody on Instagram that's doing an exercise, you're like, Well that looks cool, but what's what's the purpose behind it? Is it right. Is it going to translate to anything or are you just doing it because it looks cool? Yeah. And a lot of times I think there's people out there doing stuff to do it because it looks cool. So I'm going to give it a whirl. There's some stuff that I've made up on my own that in my head I'm like, oh, this is going to be awesome. This is going to hit what I want it to hit. I do it. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> takes 30 100%. minutes to set up. Yeah. Think, two minutes to do exactly. And then you don't the feel anything afterwards. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's, well, I'm getting the same... Results from doing this. Why am I going to do a 30 minute setup? Right. Just because it's, it's a different variation. Yeah. I'm huge into trying new things. I think <laughs> you should try new things. Yeah. You don't know if it works for you until you try it. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and don't be afraid to kind of put yourself out there. Yeah. But at the same time, risk versus reward. Yeah. Like I see these people doing stuff and it's like, all right, that's your high level athlete. Yeah. Your main goal is to train for whatever sport activity you're doing. Yeah. Well, if you break your ankle doing this dumb exercise, you're not gonna be performing in your sport. Yeah. It's the risk first reward. Is it there sure. or is it not? For sure. So a lot of my Instagram posts are just me trying new things like that. A lot of it's just me squatting and deadlifting. And it's it's trying to put it out there because I think a lot of people especially my majority of my clients are female mm-hmm. and trying to get through to them that you can lift heavy, you can do these compound yeah. movements and you're not gonna turn into no a bodybuilder. Yeah. It's, it's fun for me because it's just like every, not every, but most of the women I train, like I don't wanna lift heavy, I don't want huge arms, I don't want huge shoulders. It's That's, that's not the case, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. Like, you're gonna get stronger and I think everybody wants to be stronger in some aspect whether you know it or not i guess yeah, or willing to admit it but yep. i think the old staple is true everybody wants to be bigger faster stronger maybe yep. not necessarily the bigger part but wow. we're all training to be better than we are the day mm-hmm. before for so. sure cool so
0: <laughs> let's just you brought that up about how your primarily female clients come in they're like oh i want to be more in shape, but I don't want to be big. Yes. Yeah. There's, that's, that's not how it works. I mean, you being stronger and being bigger, do not go hand in hand. I think that's like very cool that you mentioned the, you said 73 year old woman that's doing ladder drills. Like yeah. you have a lot of people like, Oh, I don't want to be like those elite athletes because their shoulders are too wide and stuff. So yeah, but you have a 73 year old woman doing the exact same thing as those athletes. just with a different purpose, with a different intensity, um, Different sets and reps and different weights and stuff like that and you can attain all those things but if you're not stronger it's going to be a problem when you're trying to do everything else in your life exactly so you train like an athlete live however you want to live yep or you can not train and then you have to sit out and watch everyone else live how you want to live right
1: exactly and that's that's what I try and preach to everybody yeah. is deadlift is my number one I love deadlifting mm-hmm. Do I really necessarily have a purpose for deadlifting? No, I just really enjoy picking up heavy weights. Bro. But for my older clients, they wanna bend down and pick up their grandkids. Yeah. Well, can you move at the hips? Can you is your lower back strong enough to pick up your grandchild? Yeah. Or as soon as you lift them up, are you gonna crumble? Yeah. Like there's different reasons for doing these advanced lifts. But you just have to vary it for each person. Right. It's a lot of the stuff is the same, but just how you approach it yeah. is going to be different for each each individual you come across. Yeah.
0: It sounds like you really take what your client's goal is. Like The person who walks in and says, oh, I want to I play with my kids, but I don't want to like, you give them a deadlift. and are like, well, why do I have to do this? And like, okay, close your eyes and think about how you pick up your kid. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, now close your eyes and lift this weight. What's different about these two things, right? Yep. Like, absolutely nothing. So it just seems like you have a very good connection with... Showing people, not just telling them, but showing them, hey, this exercise leads to this activity that you're doing, and this is where you're breaking down. you can't deadlift forty-five pounds, and your grandkid weighs sixty pounds. So how do you expect that's going to work without getting hurt? Right, like
1: exactly. It's it's your training for life. Yeah. That's oh, that's funny. I had somebody doing farmer's carries the other day. I was like, You've ever been grocery shopping and your trunk is just full of groceries?
0: You're only making one trip. Exactly. In the car. We have one rule at our house. Yeah. One trip.
1: <laughs> what are you doing? That's You're so farmer carrying groceries. Yep. Up the stairs, like it's it's functional. Yeah. It's real life. And yeah, you may see these high end athletes that are massively built doing mm-hmm. these exercises. But you also have to realize these guys are genetic freaks. Yeah. There's a reason that there's only so many NFL players and MLB players. Yeah because it's really hard to do and you have to be the top of the top. Not saying that your everyday person can't be a genetic freak, but it's yeah. just it's That's the rate of training. I mean, those exactly. guys are paid to train all day yes. off,
0: all off-season like yep. they're eating very strict diets. They're doing yep. all stuff that you don't have to do. Yep. If you don't want to be big. But all the smaller bones of the stuff like you
1: do have to do to just be healthy. Exactly. Not well, saying it's, it's Building that foundation. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people want to start at the foundation because the foundation can be boring. But else. if you build a house on quicksand that thing's gonna collapse That's right.
0: I like that. So if people have just questions for you, if they're still hesitant that their life is that they're an
1: athlete or anything like that, like how do they get in contact with you? Uh so biggest one is email. Yeah. Uh, evangazda at gmail.com. Instagram, goco strength, go ahead and message me there. The G O dot C O. G-O dot C O dot strength. Okay. Cool. Um, or come on down to relive and poke your head in the back. I'm yeah. usually there from about five AM to seven PM Monday through Friday. You have a cot cot upstairs, you just sleep on there too. I do. Yeah, uh, I go into David's office and I just kinda yeah. kick <laughs> him out and take a nap. Yeah. So
0: but yeah.
1: Those are those are three ways to reach me.
0: Um, I'll make sure all those are in the show notes as well, so people can see those and reach out to you that way.
1: Awesome, thank you.
0: Yeah. um, All right. So it's been awesome talking to you. Appreciate having you on and talking about how everyone's an athlete and just talking about that transition mentally from seeing the gym as a place to go be a meathead to a place to go prepare for life. Like that's like super important for people here. I think. Um, All right, guys. If you have any questions about Evan. uh, Feel free to reach out to me. Like I said, all of his information will be in the show notes as well. And you can reach out to him. And as always, I hope you guys are all trying to make yourselves better for tomorrow than you were yesterday. And see you guys next time.